All right, folks, we're on time tonight, 6 o'clock on the West Coast, Sunday night session, 4-2-2023. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in tonight. This is the greatest transfer of wealth in world history, and I am your host, Zach Rector. It is always a pleasure to run it up here on these Sunday night sessions. So you guys can drop some comments in there, and I will try to get to a few Q&A at the end of this session. But we're going to have to run through this because we've got a lot to cover. Remember, current events, cryptocurrency, and how do we actually take advantage and apply this knowledge, this breakdown, this decode of our reality to actually take advantage and to build generational wealth? For those of you that already got the bag, already got the M's in the bank account, how do we protect that? Because I'll tell you right now, I got a lot of Americans in my comment section that are telling me that I'm just fear-mongering the USD, that that's just FUD, that we're going to have the dollar forever. And once again, I dropped the video today. I agree with that sentiment. We will always have something that represents a US dollar. And I was telling my Discord group in uh, this, this weekend on our weekly call, I don't care if it's the Treasury note, the Federal Reserve note, gold-backed CBDC on the XRP ledger, which is my hope and my prayer. I don't care what, the, what, what we're going to use for a currency, right? I got businesses that provide real value. I get to determine what I want to get paid in. That's the difference. That's the key. Now, what have we stocked away? Well, you already know that program. You know it very well. We got something right here. Here that shines and it's called silver and it's not financial advice i just show you what i do i stack silver i stack a whole heck of a lot of xrp because i also think that that's the solution to the debt currency and liquidity crisis but i got people in the comments tell me i'm just fear-mongering and it's like okay this week to just today we got it announced and you guys are going to see here they're cutting the oil they're dropping the dollar they don't care what we say our white house puts out the recommendation today please we're begging you don't cut production and they cut by a million and a half barrels per day. And now we're at like 5 million less barrels than where we were at just a few years ago. 5 million uh, barrels per day less than we were just a few years ago, guys. This is going to be a serious situation. You know, it's all about energy. And so that's going to reflect in higher prices at the pump, higher prices at the grocery store, right? And what are they going, you know, this is the only solution that they have to backstop. It's not a bailout to backstop the banks. So here we are once again, I'm going to show you guys the setup for precious metals. It's fantastic. The setup for XRP, you guys already know, tapped in very well on that. Tonight's episode, Ripple, the clear winner of a multi-trillion dollar problem. Like I said, if it doesn't solve a trillion dollar problem, it doesn't turn me on in regards to the cryptocurrency space. We're looking to actually you know, put a dent in the universe, make a reserve currency as liquid as a G10 currency, and now you're seeing over 400 banks and financial institutions partnered, over 40 on-demand liquidity corridors. It is growing like wildfire outside of the United States, but I put out the tweet this morning. Do not forget. Do not forget that we already have. I'm going to say it because I'm just making a joke of it. Everybody make, make, gets mad when you say you got sources. Well, you guys see it. It's all out there. The Bank of America executives, you go listen to CEO Brian Mahoney talk. You can see it. There's a reason why he's speaking so bold. I, you know, and, and once again, I don't care where the chips fall as far as Bank of America collapsing, JP Morgan collapsing. I don't care who's left standing. I'm just watching this liquidity crisis from the sidelines with a big bag of silver, with a big bag of XRP, prepped out food, essentials, everything we need, and we're praying. And we're watching everyone just fold one after another. And the Fed, once again, backed into a corner on the world stage, were laughed at. And so how do they bring pain back to us? We're inflicting pain in the United States uh, by... by uh, Across the world, we're inflicting pain by raising the interest rates because all these folks have dollar-denominated debt. So this is killing them, and they're having to devalue their currencies faster, right? So what has it done? It's backed them into a tough spot, and now they've broke out. If you guys didn't get it last week, we have 100-plus countries moving unilaterally against the U.S. dollar. It doesn't matter what they're settling in, what their new reserve currency is. It's not the dollar. They're not selling in the dollar, they're not holding the dollar, and they're dumping our treasury bonds. So this is not fear-mongering, this is not FUD, we're cutting through all the noise, we're providing clarity on what's happening in the current events so that we can apply that. I'm not here to give you financial advice, I just tell you how I'm doing it. Now tonight, let's get right on into it, guys, if you haven't already, we got a few hundred in the chat, let's smash that thumbs up for me if you appreciate our content, and then if you can just spread this message far and wide, that'd be greatly appreciated, thank you so much. We just continue to press on, here we go, Bitcoin at 28,000, Ethereum just below 1,800 and a 51.87 on our XRP. I'm going to pull up the sticks. Let's take a look here, folks. 
four-hour chart, Qcoin. You guys see what we're working with here. Bitcoin building support up here above 28K. Um, not not really looking actually too strong to me. I mean, the breakout is there, but the narrative, once again, that led us to this level does not get me excited. Bitcoin on the four-hour, watching it closely. And another thing that I should show you guys, actually, let's go back to that. Let me pull up this chart and let me show you guys. Um, okay, maybe I drew it on my XRP chart. Let's go to the XRP chart. I got to show you guys. We got the full moon coming in right there. So you guys see this vertical line right here on April 6th. That's going to be our full moon. So we've already entered the bearish energy. And you guys are seeing this thing's hanging sideways. I love to see XRP building support above 50 cents. But once again, this doesn't feel incredibly strong for me. You know, I don't feel like it's just only onward and upward from here. But we're starting a violent move for XRP. And we're starting to kind of move without the rest of the space, which is a beautiful thing to see. And, you know, congratulations to the Bitcoin boys as well. Like I said, I have nothing against them. And I'm happy for them that their Bitcoin pumped back up to 29K briefly, building support above 28K. That's fantastic. Um, you know, I don't really care. I'm not really trading this market right now. I'm just kind of on the sidelines with cash, ready to buy if we get sacrificed once again. But just be ready, K, because we're coming into some bearish energy right here. And then I'm going to be dropping my full analysis on the upcoming eclipses, too. We got back-to-back -back eclipses coming up here once again. Um, and, and I can't pull the exact dates off the top of my head right now. But it's going to be the new moon, solar eclipse, and then uh, lunar moon, full moon in May. And I can't explain it right now. I'll explain it in another session for you guys what that means, what that analysis is. But just remember, I don't know why it moves, but it moves uh, a lot around these these events for whatever particular reason. Um, and for me, like I said, I'm not trading, so I'm just ready with cash on the sidelines. If we do get another crash down, I'm, I'm just going to be buying the dip. That's fine. I'm not shorting Bitcoin right now. I'm not trading anymore. You guys know that that had kind of been my program for the bear market. But right now, this during the liquidity crisis, chips on the sideline, XRP in the bag, and just sleeping peacefully at night. Now, we're going to get right on into the current events, folks, and then we'll wrap it up with cryptocurrency. But first, we got to get through it. This is important. This is happening, and they're burning it down, folks. Um, now, once again, I just continue to reiterate, we got to remain peaceful here in the United States. We're starting to see some action, too. Remain peaceful, folks. And uh, But the people are fed up. So while the Bank of International Settlements is meeting with the Innovation Hub there in Frankfurt, Germany, and in Paris, France, the streets of Paris got lit up over the past few weeks. And then now you're seeing that the tax center has been set on fire last night in France. And so I just reiterate, stay safe out there, folks. Remember, we got a lot of action. We got a lot of theater underway for us to watch. Donald Trump will plead not guilty per Bloomberg. So Bloomberg already trying to front run. Um, that's a pretty easy call to make. I don't think that there's any scenario where Trump would actually, um, you, you know, um, not plead guilty, right? So we're going to continue to watch that. It looks like he is going to be arraigned. He's going to be brought in this week. Once again, enjoy the show. How does it apply to me? How's it going to apply to these markets? That's what we're going to break down here for you guys. Kobesi letter. Key events this week. ISM manufacturing PMI data on Monday. Jolts job data on Tuesday. A lot of job numbers this week. This will be good. ISM services PMI data on Wednesday. Jobless claims data Thursday, March jobs report Friday, U.S. markets closed on Friday for Easter. So remember that, folks, we're going into a Black Friday already. Something to watch very, very closely. And uh, that's going to be Friday. Markets closed, Black Friday coming in. Now, we're going to break this down with the Cabessi letter. If you guys haven't already, you got to follow him. I've, I've now been sharing about two or three tweets of the Kobesi letter in pretty much every one of my live shows. This guy does such a great job summarizing this for us, so give him a follow on Twitter, folks. Now, we are in the middle of a major energy crisis, and it became significantly worse today. This morning, OPEC announced that they are cutting an additional 1.65 million barrels of oil production per day. Here's why the energy crisis is our next major economic problem. Quick thread. As mentioned, OPEC just announced an additional 1.65 million barrels per day of supply oil productions. This builds on production cuts of 2 million barrels per day from late 2022. OPEC is producing nearly 5 million barrels less per day than just a few years ago. Right there. Like I just said at the start of this episode, 5 million barrels less per day than just a few years ago. 
This is bad, folks. This is bad for us over here in the West. Here's the breakdown of production cuts by country barrels per day. Russia cutting by half a million, 500,000. Saudi Arabia, same. Iraq, 211,000. UAE, 144,000. Kuwait, 128,000. Kazakhstan, 78,000. Algeria, 48. Oman, 40. You know what's interesting about all those countries, too? What are they doing? They're dropping our treasury bonds at the fastest pace in nearly a decade. They're dropping our dollar. They're doing deals outside of the U.S. dollar for trade. And now you're seeing them cut production bring pain they don't have to fire a single shot here at us to bring us down to our knees now maybe that's dramatic maybe it won't get that bad well that's fine but once again we got to prepare and understand that this ain't going to be the same show the same like my my new term is the participation trophy economy that ain't going to happen anymore here in the united states meanwhile russia continues to restrict oil output to europe as the war goes on russia typically supplies nearly 25 percent of all oil imports to the european Union. Weaponization of energy sources has become a major driver of inflation, and this will not help. That's right. Inflation coming back on as we have to provide trillions of dollars of a backstop for our banks to stop the bank run. A few months ago, Russia cut oil production to Europe by 500,000 barrels per day. This came after the European Union capped the price they would pay for Russia crude oil at 60. Today's cuts only build on the production cuts from a few months ago. Now, remember, Japan, I think I have it in the next article, actually. Japan just paid over the price cap. I think it's in the next one. The same can be said about natural gas, which Russia typically supplies to Europe. Currently, Russia's exports of natural gas to Europe are down over 80% from their highs just before 2020. The Nord Stream pipeline is now shut down indefinitely, according to Russia. Now, no, no further comments on that, but you understand. Europe's natural gas crisis. Look at that. Russian natural gas exports to the EU falling off. Inflation around the world continues to be fueled by higher energy prices. The euro area inflation rate is still at 8.5%, folks. Right? So, so okay, you know, here in the United States, they're telling us that we got it back down to, what, 6.5%? Okay, good luck with that one. 8.5% in Europe is what they're running with, and I don't know how much they manipulate their data over there, but I'm going to assume that they're using the same type of manipulation and deception tactics in the way that they're measuring the CPI lie over there in Europe as well. Multiple countries seeing 20 plus inflation year over year, 20% plus inflation year over year in Europe. How is the program working out? Europe's been feeling it, man. And I, I feel for the people over there, that are trying to make it their countries. Uh, what, what, what a crisis here underway. The inflation rate for the European Union is at an alarming 9.9%. Inflation from energy alone is currently at 13.7% in the euro area. Inflation from all items excluding energy in the euro area is at 7.8%. The inflation rate from energy is nearly doubling that of all other categories. Markets will soon react to the surprise OPEC production cut from this weekend. Oil prices will likely rise back above $80, an unwelcome development by central banks attempting to fight inflation. Supply-side inflation is set to worsen on this news. Overall, the politicization politicization and weaponization of energy resources has resulted in a net negative for all in a time with historically high inflation it seems energy prices are not coming down anytime soon and that's the problem folks right we have used the dollar as a tool to wield our power as the you know with the reserve currency status across the rest of the world well when everybody else is just done using your dollar you no longer can wield that power, right? Nobody cares. Like we're, we're done with your dollar. We're done with your treasury bonds. We're trading in gold. We're trading in our native currencies. We've reset our currencies. We've restructured our debt. I know that Russia, you know, forgave all sorts of debt, billions of dollars of debt to Africa just here recently. You see China, all sorts of loans to these countries over there. And, 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 and what do we have here in the United States? We have the dollar and we have the largest military known to man, which I just continue to say, we need to just admit that we have a problem, right? We're not serving the American people's interest. The, the, the people of America don't support how our resources, how our military is being used. A common, like uh, the majority of the people across this country are not in support of this. They really are not, right? But like I said, what we have here in the United States is, um, what did I call it? It's a it's a a corrupt group of bureaucrats that sold us out at the three letter agency level in in regards to the SEC and the corruption that's been exposed there. But then you see at the highest level, our White House begging OPEC to stop. Right? They don't care. And I remember my mentor Dan Pena saying that I forget. 
I, I think that we need the price of oil um, to be above uh, $100, maybe even more. I forget what it is. Here's the summary. In the United States, with our shale production and the different ways that we're getting the oil out of the ground, we need that price to be higher. Saudi Arabia, these other countries in the Middle East, they throw a straw in the ground, and I'm just making a joke of this, but literally, it just comes out of the ground, right? And they have complete control, and 100%, they are lying about the supply. They're lying about the supply and how much they're holding in oil. They're also lying about gold as well. So I actually retweeted, um, I retweeted, I forget who she is, some, some Bitcoin maxi, I retweeted her, and it was in regards to the list of countries and their gold supply, and she was suggesting that, you know, they should adopt Bitcoin and sell off their gold to get back at bricks. And I thought, how ridiculous, right? The solution is to do a gold-backed CBDC and put it on the XRP ledger, right? And that's the solution to actually solve the debt crisis. And, and, and so then there was a bunch of people in the comments debating on back and forth on the gold supply. Now, that wasn't the point I was trying to make. I understand everybody's lying about their gold supply everybody and it's the same deal here with the commodities they got the control right so while we got the dollar they got the the commodities and the energy that we need it's not like someone's choice whether or not we need this we need this energy so you see in that european energy crisis how bad it's got and in the united states we're going to see inflation ramp back up in my opinion remember they're they're recalculating the cpi lie differently now just about two months ago they switched how they measure that it's a fraud it's a fraud and anything that matters is 20 plus inflation so it doesn't surprise me to see that you know countries in europe over 20 percent year over year some countries worse and you're seeing the countries that had it the worst 50 percent. excuse me 70%, 100% inflation, uh, hyperinflation, right? They're the ones that have now launched the new deals. They have new currencies, restructured debt. And, you know, there's no way that they would be able to get Saudi Arabia, Kenya would be able to get Saudi Arabia to pay them in Kenyan shilling if they didn't have some sort of restructuring reset of their currency and of their balance sheet already done, right? So you're starting to see it. It's going to continue. And this is kind of what the, 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 the powers that be within the BRICS, and it's way more than the BRICS now, right? You guys know that. Dozens of countries, over 100 plus countries now moving away from the dollar. It doesn't mean that they're all going to fight us militarily. They don't have to. All they have to do is drop the dollar, and they never have to fire a shot. And then they start to cut production, and you bring us to our knees. And as you're seeing in Paris, France... Streets are on fire because they're trying to do austerity. You, you know, and I'm not going to make a political statement. They're broke. We are broke in the West. Our country, the United States, no matter what you believe in, no matter what you support, a balance sheet or, or write a cash flow statement is very simple. I know that they've switched how they teach math now, the common core math, but it's very simple on the cash flow statement. We are running major, the biggest deficits ever, and we now have $30 trillion in debt already racked up with on pace to go upwards of $50 trillion in debt, I think by 2033, by some estimates, okay? And $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities. Now, let's continue on here, folks. Now, you guys see what the deal is. The White House laugh, making us the laughing stock of the world. OPEC plus output cuts are not recommended at this time. Oh, what a fantastic suggestion from our White House. Japan has broken the pact with the United States and its allies and has bought Russian oil above the price cap. As I was telling you guys, even our allies are done with us. They don't care, right? They, they, they are trying to save themselves. They have to do this. Japan breaking the U.S. pact here, the pact with the allies to buy Russian oil at prices above the cap is all you need to know, right? This world stage, the chess pieces are a moving and I still got people in my comments saying that it's just fear mongering. This is not fear mongering. This is facts. Doesn't care about your feelings. Doesn't care about your politics, right? This is, we're done. The deal's done, <laughs> Now, here's, here's what I was uh, alluding to, Kobesi letter. You guys see where we went here. Uh, this is over the last 100 years. In 1920, we had $400 billion in debt. You guys see, we actually reduced the debt during the 20s. During, dur during a, um, 
a, a period of growth, we actually reduced the federal government's debt. I know it's shocking. It's shocking. Maybe we should remind them that they actually can reduce the debt. They don't have to just keep kicking the can down the road and uh, increasing the debt ceiling. So we went to 900 billion, and then in 1950, that's when we broke above three trillion. We broke above a trillion there, 1950s, and then you see where we're at now, 31.5 trillion. But remember, guys, this 31.5 trillion does not include the unfunded liabilities like Social Security, Medicare, other benefit programs. On an inflation-adjusted basis, it took the United States 224 years to hit 10 trillion in debt. In the last 20 years alone, over 21 trillion in debt has been added. Meanwhile, the U.S. debt is expected to hit $51 trillion by 2033, adding another $20 trillion in 10 years. So we're going to do it once again, even faster, another $20 trillion in half the time. It's not going to take us another 20 years, it's going to take us 10. Debt crisis is an understatement. As I continue to say, debt, currency, and liquidity crisis. Let's address the currency crisis. Little historical lesson from our good friend Ron Paul. God bless him. Let me take a sip of tea. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in here. Fantastic. Reserve currencies come and go. They usually go because the nation that issues the reserve currency abuses the situation. Delusions of world domination, endless wars, and endless welfare are embraced. These terrible ideas are then financed by money that's created out of thin air. This can go on for a while, and it usually does, but it only, uh, but only until the rest of the world refuses to go along anymore. The U.S. fell into the empire trap a century ago, and the world is starting to say that's enough. Exactly, folks. It can last a while until the world refuses to go along anymore. That is the stage that we're at. And now, this has been a long time coming for me because you guys know, Ron Paul was a big part of my awakening, right? Bringing my mind and actually, you know, uh, not, not focusing so much on the indoctrination that they were teaching me in school, but in high school, I started to actually grasp some of these ideas and learn about the Federal Reserve through Ron Paul and his political campaign back in the day. I actually went down and watched him speak. Fantastic. I'll never forget. And he was a big part of waking me up on the Federal Reserve, the banking cartel, how the whole system works and how both sides are funded, right? How wars are funded, how this whole system's funded. And so for 10 years now, over 10 years now, I've been waiting for this moment. It is now finally here. And thank God, right, that basically, you know, since 2015, when I started my first business and, you know, I started investing basically since 2018. So over the last four or five years, I've been investing seriously. Thank God I had enough time to position myself before it finally hit. Because now it's here, and I'm just so happy that this wasn't happening, you know, 10 years ago when I learned about it with Ron Paul, because I was just a kid in high school. I was, you know, maybe cutting my family's yards, making a 100 bucks a month doing that, right? And I have nowhere near where we're at here now, positioned perfectly to take our family to paradise to the other side, God willing. Uh, truly, truly incredible to finally see it come back around. We were, we were hated on. We were told that this is fear-mongering. We still are. I'm still getting it. But this is now being confirmed here in real time, and you're going to see it. Now, Daniela DiMartino Booth shares this one here, folks. History never repeats. It can rhyme. The fall of Bear Stearns on March 17, 2008 was tourniqueted by Federal Reserve opening the discount window to securities dealers. SPX rallied for two months through May 19, 2008, at which point markets said, aha, and the deleveraging was incomplete. So she's talking about what took place here now is that we had the banks fall here in the United States, right? We had the backstop, the bailout, call it whatever you want. And now they did confirm, they did open the discount window once again, and they rode that way up. And now you're seeing here that we have rallied. We have rallied. Now we have one more month here of April before we come into the sell in May and go away theory. But we're going to watch this, right? I think that we are going to get shaken up a lot. Like I said at the very beginning, you have back-to-back -back eclipses. It's going to bring in a tremendous amount of energy into the cryptocurrency space and into these markets, coinciding with these events as well. It's all perfectly lining up once again. But look at what happened here last time, folks. This is where the opportunity lies. Everybody wants to know what to do. Well, I'm not here to tell you or give you any sort of financial advice, but look at what happened last time. Silver Santa shares this one. After the last bank bailouts, Blackline, gold, 
yellow line went from $700 to $1,900. See the graph below. I really wonder what gold will be doing this time. My guess is 4,000 at least, likely 5,000. That's minimum $50 silver, probably $125 silver. Whoa. 4,000, 5,000 gold and 50, probably $125 silver. How about that one, folks? Math doesn't lie. Now let's go look at this, okay? In the past, the Fed's emergency loans were followed by strong gold bull markets. Wow. Well, you guys see right there. Fed loans to depository institutions and others and gold price. So the last time we got the bailout, right? We went from sub 1000 all the way up here to 2000. 700 to $1,900 after the last bank bailout. If we do something similar, you know, and it's funny because this is, this is what XRP's chart looks like, right? The consolidation here before breakout once again, just like XRP had in 2017, 2018. We never got it in 2020, in 2021's bull run, right? We got to pump up the $2. That was not a true bull run for XRP, right? And gold here ready to make another move as well. So in the past, after the bank bailouts, we saw gold go from 700 to 1900. Silver Santa here on Twitter is suggesting we got four or $5,000 gold in the cards and 50 minimum. For silver. Now, I love to see that because my entry on silver is sub $30. So if we get back up to $50, that's fun. That's great. I'm not going to be selling any at $50, but you know, that's going to be fantastic to see. But he says probably $125 silver. That gets fun, right? That, that now we're talking four or five X. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. But what I'm looking at here, guys, on silver to gold ratio, and a lot of people suggesting that we should already be at 60 or $65 silver compared to where we're at in that ratio, gold to silver historically. So some people suggesting that we should be above 50, we should be at 60 or $65 silver now. And right now I think we're at like what, $23 silver. But he's saying 50 to minimum, 100, uh, 50 minimum up to 125. That's, that's nice. That would be fun. Okay, we're going to watch this. Okay, we're going to see the bank bailouts have started. Now they call it a backstop. Remember that. Don't call it a bailout. Politically incorrect. Now, David Morgan, silver market being squeezed as there are no large quantities of physical silver available. Folks, we've been warning and here it is. And I'm really worried. I'm really worried about my community because we've been talking about this and I'm trying to stack more myself. I'm worried about myself too, not being able to get any bullion, not being able to get my one ounces, not being able to get the 10 ounces, right? We're stacking up options here. One ounces, 10 ounces, haven't stacked gold yet. Wifey doesn't like gold jewelry, so we're not going to do that. I just stack up my silver coins and my uh, silver bars, but you now you can't even get big supplies, right? I was talking and joking about how I wanted to get a big 100 ounce bar you know, do some, do some curls here. The supply is diminishing rapidly, folks. If you haven't seen it, I've shown so many articles confirming the same thing. So if you're trying to start the process, whether you're rolling over your 401k or whether you just want the metal ship directly to you, get in touch with us, let us know, and we'll hook you up as fast as possible. And our people will get you taken care of because folks, there's no large quantities of physical silver available. And that's because institutional money wants that big stuff. Institutional money is parking it. Part, they say load us up on the big boy, big boy bars. That's happening right now, folks. So if you want to get in touch with us at our website. Now, we're starting to see this. Universal basic income is rolling out in Canada in the form of a grocery rebate. Let's see how this goes. I'm going to play this clip. We've been warning about this, right? There's so many different forms of the welfare state that now exist. Handouts, programs. Are you a good citizen? Do you do everything you're supposed to be doing, right? You guys know where that goes. Now, let's take a look. Let's take a listen here. To uh, your guys's president, Justin Trudeau. Grocery rebate budget we just put forward. I want to draw your attention to something we put in on page 34: a new grocery rebate for Canadians. If you're a couple with two kids, you could get over $450. Let me take a minute to tell you why we created it and how it's going to support you. Canadians have been feeling the impacts of inflation, which has meant higher prices on everything. And even though inflation is starting to come down now, 
we see food prices remaining stubbornly high, which is why we needed to take action. In the fall, we moved forward with the GST tax credit, uh, which put hundreds of dollars in the pockets of middle-class families, and the grocery rebate builds on that, delivering targeted support to 11 million Canadians. And because people need that help as soon as possible, we're going to push forward that legislation quickly and hope that all parliamentarians support it. All right, all right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. Let's cut them. Let's cut them. Uh, let's see how it goes. How's your program working out? Let's see how it goes. Now, to my Canadian brothers and sisters to the north, God bless you. I love you guys. You guys have a, a tremendous setup long term. I love your country. But right now, I know you guys are upset with the program. I went up to Vancouver and I was at the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference and <laughs> I got to speak to some of these Canadians and nobody's happy. There's a consensus and nobody's really happy with that program. So let's see. Now the new thing, universal basic income rolling out in the form of grocery rebate. And that's exactly what it is. But hey, you know, but we just come back to like Ron Paul said, doesn't care if you think that that's a program we should implement or not doesn't matter if you think we should send money to some other country or not. You're broke, you're bust, you're bankrupt, right? Canada in a little bit different situation. God bless our Canadian brothers and sisters. Great patriots up there. Now, let's get right on into it, guys. We have to uh, move on into our crypto update tonight. If you guys haven't already, we got 750 in the house on YouTube. Let's smash that thumbs up. I see we got a couple hundred on TikTok. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Sunday night sessions. Love to get it with you guys. Let's go. Crypto update. United States government to sell 41,500 Bitcoin, 1.18 billion connected to Silk Road in four batches this year. The United States government is going to be dumping on us. Look out below. Check it, folks. Stuart Alderati suddenly now saying that you haven't prejudged every crypto with the possible exception of BTC as a security after being called out publicly prejudging every crypto as a security doesn't unring the bell. Words have consequences even for unelected senior bureaucrats. So Stuart Alderati, chief legal officer at Ripple, over 35 years of legal legal experience with expertise in regulatory affairs and complex litigation, calling out these politicians, calling out the bureaucrats, words have consequences. You guys seen the new campaign from Elizabeth, I got a plan for that, Warren and others. We're going to continue to pray and hope that eventually we're going to get some regulations here in the United States, set us free at least uh, XRP free in the meantime, right? Now, look what I have discovered, Mr. Huber and uh, Stefan Huber, great research over here. Look what I have discovered, exactly what I've always said. Lubin blow... Okay, Lubin... Lubin snitched on other crypto projects to the SEC. He has provided information to the SEC on other tokens several times. Response in opposition to motion 351 in Securities and Exchange Commission versus Ripple Labs. So we now have the proof. Joe Lubin of Consensus, one of the co-founders of Ethereum, in which she gathered information to inform deliberations on whether blacked out, gathered information on a separate digital asset. So Joe Lubin doing a little talking. Breaking, folks. Crypto exchange, crypto.com is under investigation by the United States government agencies and may collapse or stop operating in the United States. Now, I hate to see this. I hate to see this, guys, because crypto.com was one of those projects, one of those exchanges that I thought was trying to do the right thing. They spent a lot of money on marketing. That's for sure. Um, they, they set up the Kronos thing with the staking. I know a lot of people that were like into that. They had to shut down the staking. Now they're about to shut down their whole operations. Once again, crypto's under attack. And I've long said that a lot of these projects are going to get into trouble. A lot of these projects are securities. They do meet the Howey test and our government is des They're broke. So they're going to come on the attack. It's a bounty. How much can they collect? It's a business. Some might call it, well, I'm not even going to say the words. I'm going to say the words. Don't want to get in trouble here. Now, have people noticed the shift? We sure have, John Deaton. We're, we sure have over here. Have people noticed the XRP coverage at Coindesk lately? Call it the banker's coin, call it shit coin, call it a security, call it whatever you want. But no coin has been more resilient. Let me use lingo Bitcoin maxis will enjoy. XRP is a bug, even a nuclear war won't kill. And this is a Coindesk. Uh, they just shared this. XRP went on a tear this week in March alone. The token gained 39%. 
it appears that there has been a missing piece to this puzzle that explains a lot of what's happening with XRP, and that is Korea. And that's why I said this morning, I reminded everybody in the community that this SEC lawsuit is not stopping adoption around the world. XRP is part of the solution for many of these countries, many of these banks, institutions, and businesses around the world that have the ability to now bring in their business into DLT technology, and they don't have to worry about the SEC mafia coming after them. And yes, finally, the mainstream crypto finally catching up. And it's like, where have you been? Right. And we know we know who was paying and cutting those checks and we know why they didn't talk about XRP, why they misled about XRP. Now, not stopping the utility from being built, folks. Check it out. Here we go. XRP.cafe introducing Cubby, the first NFT sweeping app for the XRP ledger available on Android iOS coming soon. The code is open source, a cozy cafe companion app. So. XRP Cafe is a cozy NFT marketplace, is what they call it, okay? And we just want to reiterate, right? I am all here. I am supporting all of these guys that are trying to build utility on the XRP ledger during a bear market and during a time when the SEC has gone after Ripple and made them spend $100 million battling a lawsuit, Right? It, it takes a lot. And a lot of these projects, they've had to go outside of the United States. These are developers outside of the United States. You notice how a lot of the you know development is happening outside of the United States, right? A lot of the businesses outside of the United States. It's so unfortunate, but it's not stopping the XRP ledger from growing. And yeah, XRP price moved 39% last month. We're not here for that move to 50 cent XRP. Those of us that have been here and understand what's about to take place, right? Coindesk missing half the story. Oh, this is the missing link, Korea. Yeah, just like last bull run when you guys shut down the reporting on coin market cap, you guys shut down in the middle of the bull run, the reporting from Korea that led for the price to, to, to tank after that. In the middle of an XRP bull run, CoinMarketCap shut off the reporting for the exchanges out of Korea, where it was just going nuts. Same thing here. Oh, the missing link was Korea. The missing link is the world is done with the US dollar. They're in a liquidity crisis and they have to have a solution. They want to use DLT technology, but then when you can partner it up with the reserve currency as well, it's all there. And obviously, part of the move up this last month too, obviously speculation in the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit, as there should be. We're coming to a conclusion. We have them. We've exposed the SEC completely, right? XRP does not meet the definition of a security in its pure form. Some of the investment contracts might have been. That case with Ripple might continue. But the judge, hopefully, is going to give us that clarity on the secondary markets, and we're about to send it. But like I said, utility is not stopping. Here we go. Evernode XRPL. We have an announcement getting ready for launch, and this is X, uh, Evernode XRPL. We're moving to the latest hooks testnet to get ready for launch. Hosts should check out this GitHub announcement for more details and begin preparing for the switch. So this is Evernote here, and they're working on smart contracts or hooks version three. We'll soon relaunch the Evernote beta on the hooks V3 testnet. Okay, so this is the testnet on the XRPL. I think it was originally put out by XRPL Labs. Okay which is not affiliated with Ripple, right? Uh, this switch is the first step to being ready to launch on their sidechain when it goes live. Timing. We anticipate being ready for the switch within the next seven days. We'll provide another update once the new beta is ready. You will then need to uninstall your current Evernote installation and install the new beta before we disable new registrations on the V2 beta. Um, I'm, that, that's good. And they have a little airdrop happening too. Okay, that's, that's good. Okay, now... Remember, folks, okay, we have a lot of people that hate on the XRPL because it doesn't have smart contract capability that's that advanced. There's basic hooks already part of it, which are very, very, very simplified smart contracts um, are capable within the hooks. But once again, right, we built up scalability. That's what matters so that you can actually handle serious amounts of volume. You don't go down like Solana, like all these other blockchains that are down, going down for maintenance, this and that. The main chain just works. For 10 years, it hasn't gone down and it can scale using Interledger to a trillion transactions per second. You don't need to be at a trillion transactions per second, though, and this is what people don't get. People want to hate. Oh, it's only doing 50. Uh, it's 
capable it's supposed to be capable of 1500 transactions per second but on average she's doing way less than that that's fine okay because visa and a lot of these other payment networks are only capable of a couple thousand transactions per second anyways or on a regular basis are only at a couple thousand anyways and on side chains and on private versions of the ledger ripple has touted being able to ramp it up to a hundred thousand transactions per second so that's not going to be the problem. There's plenty of, of, of liquidity there. There's, there's plenty of throughput there on the XRP ledger. And you're only going to see that grow too after we get out of this lawsuit because you're going to see more nodes set up, more validators, right? More people running the network. And you're going to see this thing grow in efficiency. Now we're getting NFTs. Now we're getting the automated market maker liquidity pools with uh, XLS30D. I covered it in the last live, I think. XLS40D, which is... Um, Ident it's something to do with identity, proof of identity or something like that. And once again, they're building in privacy into the XRPL now. It's fantastic to see. And now we are starting to get an updated version of hooks. It might take till later on in this year for the, the this to actually go live. But once again, they're testing it out. And this is what I like to see with the XRP ledger. The main ledger works. The main functions all work. It can scale just fine. But now the way that they've set this up with different amendments is that you're basically just adding on to the ledger. You're just adding on capabilities, right? You're just adding up and ramping up scalability. Now let's continue folks. This is big. This is major. People forget. Sometimes I just forget about these major, major things that have been said by folks along the way. There's just been so many examples of this. This one just happens to be the ex co-president of Morgan Stanley, Zoe Cruz. XRP is used as a bridge currency that solves multi-trillion dollar problem. This solves a multi-trillion dollar problem. Ripple XRP is a clear winner in the cross-border space. How is it possible that a Morgan Stanley ex-president would say such nice things about XRP? While the mainstream financial media is finally coming around, XRP is for real. When you go back and you look at what they've actually said about XRP, some of the biggest hitters in our financial world, ex-president Morgan Stanley, XRP is used as a bridge currency that solves a multi-trillion dollar problem. If it ain't solving trillion dollar problems, it doesn't turn us on, at least for me. Ripple XRP is a clear winner in the cross-border space. We continue on and you can see, folks, these institutions are, are putting it out there. They're confirming QNB, Finance Bank, money transfer with RippleNet front and center on its website. And you're hearing, right? These institutions saying that we're ready to use XRP for a competitive advantage after the lawsuit. Now, folks, once again, how is it possible that a board of director, Sandy O'Connor, is sitting in a meeting with the Systemic Resolution Advisory Committee, an FDIC advisory committee, as we're going through a banking crisis. We have Ripple board placed everywhere. Sandy O'Connor, board of directors at Ripple, part of the Systemic Resolution Advisory Committee, which out of all the committees to be a part of with the FDIC, Systemic Resolution. How do we resolve these issues? How do we solve this? Where's the solution? Oh, did you guys know that I was the board of directors at this little company called Ripple? They have a nice little currency called XRP. This is an exchange between Sandy O'Connor, Ripple Board of Directors, and Sure John Cunliffe, Cunliffe, BOE, Bank of England, Deputy Governor for Financial Stability and Digital Pound Proponent. Ripple on Digital Pound Foundation, bail inable debt, bail in bonds. Folks, take a listen to this one. It's crazy. Here we go curious as to your viewpoint um because it seems like you know our regulators are aligned our academics are aligned the industry wants something yet it's we are not there yet um and i think upfront is the way to go and and inclusive of bailable debt except i would just offer uh rather than shock absorbency that's really a recapitalization mechanism right because then it moves from a demutualized to a mutualized model which is probably a more appropriate model but that's just not where we are um at the moment so I guess i'm not sure it's quite as one-sided uh, as one thinks and of course the cost of bailing bonds as i say um so I think the uh, the default fund of the London Clearing House is around 10 billion. You know, uh, I don't know what the coupon will be on a bailing bond, um, but um, that cost 
particularly where there's a clearing mandate um, and you're legally obliged to use the CCP. And I don't think any of us want to get into the economic regulation of CCPs. Or the, <laughs> maybe one will have to go there one day. Um, those costs are going to come back to members as well. So uh, I don't I don't see this as such a one-sided uh, set of issues, to be uh, to be honest. Sell side, I think. So there you have it. They're talking about balance. And once again, you have Michael Barr, who was testifying in front of Congress last week, who used to be former board of advisors at Ripple. Michael Barr, he's now in charge, Fed vice chair, and he's been tasked with putting in charge of the banking crisis, Silicon Valley Bank. Excuse me. So how is this possible? Morgan Stanley saying that Ripple is a clear winner, solving a multi-trillion dollar problem. Sandy O'Connor. I believe she used to be Goldman Sachs. I should pull up her LinkedIn real quick. Uh, Sandy O'Connor, FDIC. Michael Barr, Federal Reserve, right? Bank of England, Ripple Partner since 2018. All of this is coming together, and you see in that Ripple, Ripple uh, team members, um, Ripple partners are just in every meeting that matters, literally. Every meeting that matters, testifying in front of Congress. Now, I had a couple more I wanted to show you guys before I wrap this one up. Okay, let's take a look here, folks. U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren, who recently launched an anti-Bitcoin and crypto re-election campaign, is now pushing for the CBDC. Here's the video right here, folks. If you think we could improve that in a digital world, the answer is sure you could. But in that case, let's do a central bank digital currency. Are you there? Oh, for a central bank digital currency? Yeah. Yes. I think it's time for us to so move. If you think oh, yeah. we could improve that. Oh, yeah. Take out crypto, roll out the CBDC. And then we had this one, Charles Gasparino shares breaking collective opinion of the GOP establishment is Manhattan DA indicted real Donald Trump for one reason only to make him the GOP nominee in 2024 because he, unlike DeSantis, can be beaten by sleepy Joe Biden. That's based on my calls following the Sunday shows. So Charles Gasparino saying that the collective opinion of the GOP establishment is the Manhattan DA indicted Donald Trump because they knew it would make him the nominee and he is beatable, unlike Governor Ron DeSantis. What do you guys think about that? Let me know. And folks, if you haven't already, I see we got 800 in the chat. Let's smash that thumbs up. I appreciate you guys. Let's take a few moments here, Q&A session uh, for just a little second here. Thank you for joining me. Appreciate all of you guys. What are we working with here tonight? Where are the rich saving their money? Well, we're starting to see smart money has been parked in real estate. That's uh, one part of it. But we're seeing it move into the precious metals in a major way. And that's why the vaults are getting drained. And that's why the bigger denominations are getting drained as well. We just reported that tonight. So precious metals getting drained. And um, yeah, we're just seeing, uh, you know, India alone last year bought 400 million ounces of silver. So we had a 200 million ounce deficit. India purchased double that. By some estimates, we could have... Um, well, there's there's some estimates that we might even have a um, 500 million estimate uh, of, of a shortage of silver, 500 million ounce deficit this year. There, there, some suggestions say that we might double or triple. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about that, Elizabeth? I got a plan for that, Warren. And then uh, in regards to Trump, you know, Fox News, Charles Gasparino, I, I've, I've kind of been turned off by Charles and, and the way that he's kind of handled the whole XRP community. And so I'm just like, okay, Charles, you're just another one of these guys. You're just another one of these guys. You got a nice cush job at Fox News. And, you know, you know who you can talk bad about. You know who you can't talk bad about. And you play your part. You collect your check. You go home. He, um, you know trolls the the game stoppers he trolls the amcers he's now trolling the xrp community which i don't really get um a lot of us have actually charles gasparino probably has twice the following that he does now because of the xrp community think about that charles gasparino would probably have half the following that he does on twitter if it weren't for the xrp community we're the ones that are sharing his work and talking about him because he was one of the few in the financial uh mainstream news that was actually talking about the ripple versus sec lawsuit Zach, please slow down. 
Sorry, sorry, folks. I was on one tonight. Sunday night session. Appreciate you guys. If you haven't already, let's smash that thumbs up. Turkey has bought most of the gold. Yes. Yeah. And like I said earlier, um, I'll share the tweet with you guys right here. I know they're all lying. I know they're all lying about their gold reserves. They're lying about their commodities. Absolutely. Right here. This is what I was talking about. So there's this tweet right here. America has more gold than all of the BRICS countries combined. If BRICS comes out with a gold-backed currency, the U.S. should dump their reserves and buy Bitcoin. This would devalue the BRICS currency while driving up USD. USD would become more correlated with Bitcoin's price, just like MicroStrategy stock. How's that for software? Yeah, so that's when, once again, I think that that's just... Um, a very naive way of thinking. And and once again, I wasn't here to debate these reportings, these gold reserves, right? This is June 2019. A lot has changed since 2019, right? But I just came in and I made the point, or they could launch a gold-backed CBDC on the XRPL and maintain the reserve currency status. I think that's a much better solution myself. What do you guys think? Like I said, with precious metals, guys, hit me up, go to my website, Hit me up uh, on my website, link in bio. So much has changed. Yeah, exactly. And, and and yeah, they're the largest producers of gold. They've been ramping it up and they're accelerating how much gold and silver they're, they're actually buying. <clears throat> what did I miss here? Quick recap. Um, health vibe. Definitely go on over to my YouTube, guys. I just ran it up for 50 minutes here on the YouTube session. We're just doing a little bit of Q&A right now. But if you missed this one, just head on over to my YouTube and you can play this one back. We're about to wrap it up here. Just doing a little Q&A here before we end it. Would keeping cash on hand even be smart at this point? I got options. That's what it's about for me. Cash on hand, cash in the bank, only enough cash in the bank in the system to pay my bills, to pay my employees, expenses, all that stuff. Other than that, it's out of the system. It's in silver. It's in precious metals uh, or sorry, uh, cryptocurrency. It's in prepping and cash on the sidelines, physical cash, multiple bank accounts. You know, for... For, for many, I think that it's it's just nice to have options. Like I don't like I said, I don't really worry about what's coming down the road here because I know I have real businesses and I I am turning the cash that I earn into real assets, uh, real commodities, real value. So you know, right now we have the dollar system, which is just as much as the it, it, just as much as a bad evil system as a CBDC system, the technology just gets a little bit better potentially with the CBDC. But for all intents and purposes, I don't care what the currency is. I don't, you know, I don't care if um, we go to a gold backed CBDC, if we go back to a treasury note, if we go back to a new federal reserve note, that's just been reset. You got to make a living. And then with that, we got to stack real assets. We got to build out um, and accumulate real resources. Your info, where do you get your info from? I got a lot of sources. A diversified plan lets me sleep at night. Jemmy, that's just it. So we're diversified amongst the asset classes. For me, you guys know, I don't have 50 different cryptocurrencies. I'm actually in the middle of revisiting my generational wealth exit strategy right now as well. And I'm building out a template for my Discord community on on basically building out exit strategies. Because I'm not here to give you financial advice, but you know... Um, we're going to teach you guys how to fish, basically. Teach you how to go through a portfolio, how to actually, you know, consider um, consider your goals and what you're actually trying to achieve versus memes, right? Because it's easy to say, oh, you know, I'm going to do this at $100. I'm going to do this at $500. i am going to do this at $10,000. We're, we're, we're in a... Uh, we're in a serious situation, folks, and I think that we have to really consider that it's a shaky time. It's a volatile time. Lots of opportunity, okay? Um, but remember, just like with any business plan, um, nobody's ever written a business plan that failed on paper, but 9 out of 10 businesses fail. Right? When, when, when people go to the bank with their business plan, 100% of the time, that business plan plans for success, but nine out of 10 businesses fail. So 
That's why I like options. That's why I like options. And cash flow is king. Cash flow is king. Record inflation. The inflation's coming back. It's not going away. Cash flow is king. Even you got to make more money just to even pay the bills, fill up the tank, feed the family. So that's the first part of it. Figuring out your cash flow, figuring out what assets you have right now. What do you have to work with? Okay. And then we actually take a look at our portfolios, figure it out, our exit strategy for each asset that we hold. And, you know, it's funny because I call it an exit strategy on a lot of these assets. I actually just plan on leveraging. Right. It's it's like a long-term hold in crypto. Same thing, long-term hold in property. You can strip out the equity of your house, of your real estate. Same thing here with crypto. We're gonna have DeFi, we're gonna have liquidity pools. There's gonna be all sorts of plans, offers, and people begging for us to give them their give give them our XRP. They're gonna keep our XRP safe for us, and they're gonna give us a little five percent. Yeah, see, I was never interested in that. I knew that we were going through a liquidity crisis. I knew a lot of firms and crypto exchanges were insolvent and a lot of projects were, were had no utility, no actual business. So I never cared for the story on 5% on my XRP right now. You bet. I'm excited on that down the road. And we were having a Discord weekly call this Saturday. As we always do, every Saturday we meet up in the morning. And um, I was just telling the community, you know, I don't care where XRP stabilizes at. It can stabilize at five, 10, 20, $50, right? It's, it's not so much on what price am I gonna do this at, it's what price is it going to stabilize at? Then I'm gonna feel comfortable. At, 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 it's not of what price is it going to be, it's going to be who's going to be left standing after the banking crisis. Like how long is the banking crisis gonna go on? Once that wraps up, once that concludes, I'll feel safe to go back out, you know? Oh, shoot. I saw that I missed a couple super chats. I apologize. Who do we get? Top secret XRP 1499. Much love, Zach. Keep up the great work, brother. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for the support. And if you guys haven't already, smash that thumbs up for me. Let me do another five minutes of Q&A with you guys. Let's try to go rapid fire. Leverage like the banks did. Exactly. See, that's the thing is I, I've, I'm not over leveraged. Right now, my business is cash flow. Um, you know, I have a little bit of debt, but it's all good debt. Okay. Cash on the sidelines to move into real estate. We're going to do that properly. We're not going to be over leveraged. Cash flow must cover debt service. And that's the, the, the number one rule right now for me, for any business, any investment, any real estate, cash flow must cover debt service with conservative assumptions, conservative assumptions. There's blood in the streets. It's a bear market. It's a recession. Even though the mainstream news, the pundits, the economists won't call it a recession, which I still can't wrap my mind around. I still do not get why we cannot call last year a recession. We had two quarters of negative GDP growth. A few more questions, guys. Favorite crypto besides XRP? XLM? I really am a big fan of XDC, though. It's like a... It, they're they're tied for the two spot xdc and xlm is bitcoin dumping right now gosh so is xrp okay back down to 50 cents okay see this is what's interesting i was going to actually short this morning i swear i swear to god i was going to short this morning but i was like ah it's still i'll just hang out but i was looking at this thing I said, it's getting ready to go back down again. Sure enough, I would have already been well into profit because I would have gotten an entry at 28K. Now we're here down to 27.7. Okay. Yeah. Watch out here, folks. As I showed you guys, we're coming in here. I'll, I'll draw you guys the line here. April 6th, full moon. Full moon energy has arrived right there. We're coming in. So watch that closely. That's your four hour chart on Bitcoin. Kind of just zoomed back out to the start of the banking crisis and the run uh, run up that we did here for Bitcoin. Okay, watch this one closely, guys.
Is there going to be a way to leverage our XRP without giving up our assets to any institution? Well, Sal, there's going to be DeFi. There's going to be all sorts of uh, basically solutions outside of banks or institutions. But for me, I don't mind. I don't, you know, I don't care whether it's Bank of America across the table, whether it's my credit union that I bank with now, whether it's a DeFi play. If you survive what we're about to go through and you're still solvent, on the other side, I'll be happy to work with you. Be very happy to work with you. All right, folks, I'm going to run. I hear my daughter scratching at my door. So I'm going to go say goodnight to her. And I just want to say thank you so much to this community. You guys have been amazing. Okay. If you guys can do me a big favor, smash that thumbs up on the way out. You can head on over to my website, zachrector.com. It's all over there. Okay. I appreciate you guys so much. God bless all of you. I will see you in the next one. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.